Hello, and thank you for listening to today's episode of JTCast, the official podcast of the Journal of Athletic Training. I am your host, Luke Donovan. For this second episode of the month, the theme of early sport specialization will be continued by summarizing another article from the most recent issue of JAT titled, Early Single Sport Specialization in a High-Achieving U.S. Athlete Population, Comparing National Collegiate Athletic Association Student-Athletes and Undergraduate Students by Dr. John DeFiori and colleagues from Primary Sports Medicine, Hospital for Special Surgery, National Basketball Association, University of Washington, University of Missouri, Maine Medical Center, and Shriners Hospital for Children. As a reminder, the article discussed today can be found on JAT website, natajournals.org. And please remember that all content from JAT is open access to all readers, thanks to the funding from the National Athletic Trainers Association. First step, surveying the scene. On the previous episode, we summarized the primary findings of a narrative review pertaining to health consequences of early sports specialization in youth athletes. Many of the prominent sports medicine organizations discouraged the practice of early sports specialization due to the associated increased risks of experiencing psychosocial and physical consequences. Moreover, these same organizations acknowledged the benefits of early diversified training and how participating in different sports over a year increases the likelihood of a person to continue to be physically active later in life. Despite the evidence that should deter athletes and respective parents from sport specialization, the practice among youth athletes continues to grow. One of the most cited reasons of why youth athletes and parents promote the practice of specialization is the notion that early sport specialization is essential to long-term success within the sport. For example, receiving a collegiate scholarship or playing professionally. In reality, aside from early entry sports such as figure skating and gymnastics, where peak performance is often within adolescent ages, the relationship between early specialization and long-term performance is unclear. This notion of early specialization translating to long-term elite performance emerges from two theories. The first is known as the deliberate practice which states that an individual's level of performance is directly related to and constrained by the total amount of deliberate practice. Simply stated, the more one practices, the better they will become. The other theory is known as the relative age effect, which states that individuals born earlier in a calendar year will have an advantage in achieving sports success. Again, suggesting that earlier and more is better. However, both of these theories ignore individual genetic and social influences. Presently, most research regarding the relationship between sports participation history and sports success has been done outside of the United States. Given the differences between sport participation and hierarchy of sports, studies completed outside of the U.S. most likely do not translate. Therefore, the purpose of the study was to compare the sport participation history of national collegiate Athletic Association, or NCAA Division I student-athletes, and non-athlete undergrads with the respect to age of sport initiation and age of single sport specialization. Both birth month and family history of sport participation were also assessed. Through a survey, participants from a single Division I institution completed a questionnaire that assessed personal sport participation history, uh, birth month, age of single sport specialization, and parental and sibling sport participation history. 
Single sport specialization was operationally defined as the age at which the athlete stopped participation in all other sports to play only one. Individuals in the NCAA D1 group were officially listed on the roster of one of 19 sports and had completed uh, and had previously competed in U.S. youth sports. The non-athlete group were individuals who acknowledged participating in competitive sport in the United States prior to the age of 18. Data from 273 athletes and 155 non-athletes were included in the analysis. Overall, the results found that the average age of sport initiation was approximately seven years for both groups and were not significantly different from each other. The majority of athletes and non-athletes began sport participation before the age of 10. However, the proportion of individuals who began sport before 10 was significantly different between groups. Specifically, 80% of athletes began sport participation before 10, while 63% of non-athletes began sport participation before 10. Both groups participated in multiple sports during their youth, ranging from an average of three to four sports. The athlete group specialized in a single sport at an older age, around 15 years, when compared to the non-athlete group who started sport specialization at the age of 14. Birth month did not differ between the groups. When examining genetic influences, the athlete group was more likely to have at least one parent who participated in sports at the collegiate level, being 32 versus 8%, or at the professional level, 11 versus 1%. Non-athletes were more likely to have parents who participated at only the recreational level. These results were similar when observing sibling sport participation. It is widely accepted that in order to improve skills essential for sport performance and success is that practice is required. Emerging from this notion is the deliberate practice theory, which once again states that the level of performance an individual attains is directly related to and constrained by the cumulative amount of deliberate practice. Therefore, while operating under this theory, early sport specialization is essential. However, results from this study indicate that the deliberate practice theory may not be entirely linear as individuals who participated in NCAA Division I athletics actually delayed sport specialization longer than non-athletes. Furthermore, birth month was not different between the two groups, suggesting that the relative age effect does not influence long-term athletic performance. In summation, deliberate practice theory and relative age effect does not factor in genetics, environmental, and social factors that are likely going to contribute to long-term athletic performance. By examining the level of competition achieved by parents and siblings, the study was able to start to show that genetic environmental influences encompass a large contribution to future athletic performance. Overall, it is evident that early sports specialization increases the risk of the athlete developing chronic injuries in addition to other psychosocial consequences. The primary cited reason for early sport specialization is to increase the likelihood of the youth athlete to achieve a high competition level in the future. There is now evidence to refute this notion as it appears that Division I athletes actually delayed sport specialization longer than peers who did not achieve the Division I level. Moreover, genetic environmental factors seem to play a larger role as athletes at the Division I level were more likely to have parents or siblings to also participate at the collegiate or professional levels. 
In summation, I want to leave everybody with the current youth sport specialization safety recommendations endorsed by numerous athletic training organizations. The recommendations are as follows. One, delay specialization in a single sport as long as possible. Two, be on only one team at a time. Three, do not play one single sport for more than eight months per year. Four, do not participate in a sport for more hours than age over one week. Five, take two days of rest and away from sport and training per week. And six, take formal rest and recovery time away from the sport at the end of the season. Well, that's it for today's JAT cast. Please remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast, which is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Stitcher. You can find out more information about upcoming podcasts and other JAT events on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram accounts at JAT underscore NATA. Thank you for listening and keep a lookout for next month's JAT cast.